Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and we are here to talk about the challenge, Ride or Dies. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? The Vermontian Zoe Trimboli. Hi, everyone. And we got a whole lot this episode. We got a daily challenge, an elimination, a twist, a twist redemption challenge, and a cliffhanger. A whole lot coming at us all in one episode. We're going to unwrap it all. Yeah, a lot, a lot to unpack. Hate the cliffhanger. Like, just give it to us. But yeah, good episode, I thought. Yeah, it was good across the board. I like the days of things, like a lot of things happening in one episode. And we did get elimination. We did get the cliffhanger. But it was it's kind of a good nostalgic moment in a sense. Things are getting going. Things are getting going. And I want to open by talking about the drama aspect and that is Tori and Jordan and in the past few weeks I've talked about how I love the soap opera element of it I like that there's new layers being thrown in every single week this week though I tuned out for most of it because it just felt really contrived at this point and like to me it was like like Tori and Jordan were like a good Thanksgiving meal where they were finding different ways to serve it as leftovers over different episodes like in sandwiches with breakfast this week, the food just tasted a bit stale and contrived, and I just didn't really care for it. But I don't know what else we could have served. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, I, I've been over it, but, like, it just shows that nothing else is going on. On a Final Reckoning season, you have an ex's couple, like, going at it for weeks. Okay, cool, because you've got other stuff thrown in with it, too. So, it, like, doesn't feel like it's the driving force of the episode. But, yeah, like, somebody should have, I don't know, done something. That's it. Was just I'm I'm over it, and I thought we were almost out of it. But yeah, we'll talk about that too. I think we're probably feeling the way everyone had to live with them. So I I like I agree with what you're saying, Alan, about it feeling contrived. I think it was totally genuine. Like I don't think Tori could have stopped herself if she wanted to. Um, so there is still that like human element, but I totally agree. I'm like okay something else please put something else on the screen but uh, I, uh, yeah. I still do feel for them because i think it's i think it's 100 percent real i fully agree that it's genuine and i do love when they can bounce between other storylines and go back to them that's what i'm very interested in but this week we were just force fed all tori and jordan as like the main drama storyline and there was nothing else and i don't blame them either like i don't blame them because they're literally all that's going on like what are we gonna do like we like who else is serving up anything giant bananas is boring right now like horacio good guy but boring olivia lovely girl but nelson's gone her friends are gone like there's just really nothing going on on in the show nani and casey are snuggled in bed telling each other they love each other i will say though why is casey wearing beanies in bed that bothered me that hurts my soul I think we could just short that sentence to, or that question to, why is Casey? <laughs> just why? And yeah, I agree with both you guys. Like, it's definitely real drama. And if it's the only thing happening in the house, the people know they're making a TV show. It's going to be amplified a thousand percent because what else is going on? But for the past two weeks, we've had those confessionals from Tori and Nisa being like, if we're tired of it, we know the people watching at home are tired of it. And they're like, Break that fourth wall in a way. It's almost like, okay, producers, if you're having the people that are on this show who want to be storylines, if we're being honest, say this. Maybe like look for a different angle. But yeah, feel for them. It's why this format 
kind of sucks this two team format because now people are just playing kumbaya bit team style if we had pairs where the final was approaching and they're trying to think okay how do we get our next big target out how do we get this person out then we'd be seeing some more cutthroat gameplay especially if we had like you know a team winning with only five possible teams to nominate and yet put four up on the board that's when things get messy but we haven't had any of that we've had really simple game moves and it's been very boring uh let's go to the daily challenge which i like i like heights challenges at night because i love seeing the building lights i love seeing the cars in the background but the execution of this wasn't the best it was short the daily like as far as what we saw on tv so i was fond of but yeah like if, if you it just didn't seem very high stakes well i mean it did but nobody fell off the building so like i think that's what made it seem like it wasn't high stakes so i don't know i feel like having the fastest pair for the teams win kind of took away any point like i was kind of ready to be upset with chauncey for not going for his team but if he legitimately has this fear which i believe he does why risk it if you know that it's not going to be dependent on your your performance? Yeah, it does. Like there was no consequence, so what's the big deal? He was also going with a niece. Are you telling me that those two were gonna kill that challenge? Um, but they should have averaged the teams. Like just said, because there's a certain number of teams were just gonna average your results, and the lowest average wins. That's something they've definitely done in the past. Don't understand why they didn't do that. Um. I liked watching it only because it was so short. Like it didn't, didn't drag for me. There wasn't that many teams. It went by pretty quickly. Um, but I think they could have benefited from an element of the other team trying to sabotage them or something just because nobody fell. And that's what we actually want to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so endlessly frustrating. We don't get to see the times either. And I know why they don't, but it would just make me grasp what I'm watching better. Because I just tune out like, oh, I guess they went kind of fast. I guess they went kind of slow. Like if, if if someone, even if you sped it up to them completing in 20 seconds, if you put up on the board that it took them 15 minutes and 47 seconds to do it, that would make me understand like, oh my God, this is actually much harder than it looks. Wow, how would I do in this? Whereas I just watch this daily challenge and my brain just waits for TJ to give us who won. And the competitors don't even really know what's going on either. So it just feels rigged. Um, I, I, I totally believe that Fessy and Casey won this challenge because they're two strong players they're good at stuff like this but it just it just feels so suspect yeah and i would agree like and it's not you're right it's not that it's rigged like they probably did win but like there's so many ways that they wanted to they could alter the results i don't know although i'm not gonna complain too much because i was just glad that it went by quickly we are the the daily last week lasted a long time and i liked it for the the reason that we got to see people individually but this week, we definitely didn't need a 40-minute daily. Reality is, like, they could still tweak the results by putting a time on the screen because they could just fake the time, you know? Because it's not like they're not jumping between scenes and then changing the clock. Like, if that's what they want to do to cover their ass, they could still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do think Kate, uh, Fessy and Casey won just because the way he was gripping her vest, <laughs> like, literally, like, carrying her through the course... It just seemed like he, she wasn't even really participating. Like he was literally just ragdolling her through this course. This is another reason why I wish Fessy and Casey had been Ryder Dawes. Sure, they would have been like a super threatening pair, but they do work well together. Like Casey's not a girl that's going to get offended if Fessy's like, all right, let's get this going. She's going to be like, okay, yeah, you're right. 
Uh, and I think we saw that tonight. Although I would hate a Fessy Casey championship. Uh, so it's fun. Very fair. Uh, as we would say, our the 500 pounds he won, the Slim Jim's lost. Uh, Even with Horacio doing so damn well and Nani crushing it. Like, I'm like. I always love watching Jordan and Nani do dailies together just because like Jordan can be an ass, which we saw this episode as well. But like he's not with Nani. Like there's this respect that's there and it's cool to see them perform together. I was really hoping that it, it would be announced that those two had won together. But yeah. They're very good together. And Nani always steps up to the level of her partner. So when she's with Jordan, she gets to that level. That's what she does. And she I, took the lead in their partnership too, which was cool to watch. I hate to even breathe this to the universe, but like I could see them as a couple actually working. Uh, Cause like he's insane. And I feel like she is also a little bit insane, but also doesn't put up with any crap. Uh, I don't know. It's like probably a thought I shouldn't have even brought up, but like when I watch <laughs> them together, I'm like, okay, like she could be the one to put him in this place. But yeah. Uh, yeah. She seems like she could shoot him out really well sometimes when he needs yeah. to be. And he respects her so much. Like, there is, like, a level of uh, reverence he has for her. Okay. One day, maybe. In a, or in a parallel timeline. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, move on to the deliberation, I guess, where Devin is just doing stand-up. Like, hey, uh, throw in either of these two guys, don't throw in me. And he's just in such a good spot socially, politically, where he's not going to get voted in. Uh, it comes down to Horacio and Jordan. We get more Tory Jordan interactions, and I I also just tuned out. Okay, so so during this celebration, I've not been like on Tory's side, on Jordan's side throughout this. I just think it's all been sad. I was so on Tory's side. Like Jordan was just rude, and this is coming from someone that's like a little wishy washy on Tory. But like I felt bad for to like speak to her like that in front of a group of people who are all your equal peers, it was just like astonishing to see, I guess. And for him to not even try to see a little bit of her side and like console her when she had the power over him. It was such like a weird trip he was on. I think he did at the end a little bit. Cause you saw him like kind of start to well up and like, I just, I think, I think he gets in that peacocking headspace and just, becomes an idiot and i also think too like his feelings have been really hurt and he doesn't he's not a nice person when he's when he's feeling hurt like he's lashing out at her and i think it's just a mess that's what happens when you live with your ex and you're competing against each other and you've watched him hook up with someone else and he's watched you hook up with someone else and those two someone else's have been in your physical space like it's it's a mess uh, I felt for her though. Like watching her cry did not bring me any joy. It, I, I felt for her a lot. And you knew it was a legitimate tears because that was an ugly cry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and I'm not like commenting on her physical appearance, but like when someone cries, the point that their face is contorted, it's like, okay, this is genuine. You're not like putting on crocodile tears for the camera. No, she was uh, trying to hold it in, if anything. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, like, all this buildup that we got felt like it was adding to the plot of like, okay, Tori's going to put him in, uh, which would have been cool. Like that's how you do storytelling. Um, too yeah. much pain, too much pain on her face for that to happen. 
I tuned out in part because I thought Jordan was just kind of being an ass, like you said. He went into that Jordan zone, that like that full on mode where you think about some of his interactions with like Wes. You think about his interaction earlier with Jay this season. He was in that mode. And then he, you're right. He did kind of pull back and have like, wait a minute, there's actually a person I care about. And that's, you know, it's good to see he can at least pull back. But when he gets in that zone, he's just he's just really an asshole. Yeah. And that's why it was icky to watch this time, because it was like, oh, it's like funny when you're doing this to Jay and he's getting all like hot and bothered. It's funny when you do it to a guy like Wes. But like Tori's just hurting right now. (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) Yeah. And I I actually think, too, like if last week Tori had wagered the same thing that she had with Devin as opposed to Fessy, he wouldn't have had the same reaction. But it's because there's that history between Tori and Fessy that he couldn't let go. He couldn't be man enough to be like, okay, like that happened when, when you were single, regardless of how close it was to our breakup. But like he saw a chip on his shoulder. There's also a really weird dynamic in this episode where like we are conscious of time and <laughs> we're like, we're in this deliberation and it's like only 25 minutes into the episode. So it's like, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen next? And you're kind of just trying to figure out like, like what's going to happen ahead. And that's what kind of made all of this just feel a little bit weird to me. Where like, I'm like, something bigger is going to happen. I had the assumption that they were going to have a men's elimination and then uh, not CT. TJ was going to say, all right, Amber, all right, Chauncey, you're going in. And they're going to have like three eliminations in one episode uh, because he quit. But I was wrong. My little guess last week was incorrect. We get to the zone. I forgot that's what they call the elimination arena. That's the zone. Um, Devin pulls a safe dagger, which I mean, yeah, of course he's going to pull the safe dagger. That's when once we saw his balls in, that was like that was a given. <laughs> yeah, um, and the house vote was Horacio. Like, like I said earlier, I get why Tori didn't. I'm not saying she should have. I, I get why she didn't. But like, we got all this build up about like this tough decision she has to make all for it to be the expected decision. And that's how we know that there's nothing for them to cut on the editing room floor as far as like for the actual show. It's like, okay, well, let's give this pointless backstory that plays no effect or no impact on the final results. But yeah, of course, Devin gets the safe. And I'm I'm really, I don't want to like call rig riggery all the time, but how do we decide that Devin gets to go first? It's just strange to me. Was he standing on the, was he standing first? No. I can't even remember. I mean, he was on the right-hand side, but I don't know. It's just like, I would much rather see them like flip a coin. I would, I don't know. And maybe that, maybe they do. And they just cut that out because it's boring to watch as a viewer. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It, it is one of those things where mathematically it is only a one in six chance that he pulled these two daggers in a row. Like it, it, that's actually like a pretty good chance of happening. It's not crazy for someone to do it. It's just because of Devin's history, you know, the fact of like the eliminations he usually gets, it just always feels so rigged. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, I don't hate it. And I do like that Devin was like making jokes like, hey, this is the elimination you want to see. It's Jordan Horacio. You don't want to watch me in this. You're welcome. And I do actually kind of like the way Devin's been talking this season where he has the level of self-awareness where he knows what he's good at, but also is kind of underplaying how much of a threat he is in the end game where he's really come become a really strong player. Uh, but he's joking about himself at all times. So people don't really see it. Yeah. 
I would still say that he's one of the weaker guys that's there at this point. Yeah. But that's just because we're stacked as far as the guys go. Yeah. Across the board other than Anissa. She's stacked. We, uh, the elimination, it's balls in. And it's a classic elimination. We have not seen it uh, since, what, Jay and Rogan? Maybe, because Jay almost died. I can't remember that specific, but yeah. That sounds right. We might have seen it on like a... Oh, we saw it on Challenge USA with Enzo and David. So we didn't see it. <laughs> like, that was such a waste. Don't bring me back there. Don't bring me back there. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so we haven't seen a real balls in in a long time. Uh, <laughs> well, because Jay and Rogan, I wouldn't count as a real balls in either. Yeah, has been. Yeah. Probably Ashley versus Ashley. So... Oh, like, I got you. Yeah, Chance versus uh, Stars, or Pros, whatever that was. Yeah. What about Ashley and uh, Bachelor Guy against Hunter and Georgia? Would you consider that balls in? I mean, it is balls in, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. A bit, one. yeah. Kyle For did sure. one, too. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> been a while since we've seen balls in. I've always been curious, how would Jordan do in a balls in? Because he only has one hand to grip the ball. Uh, yeah. They go into this elimination, and it's really interesting because Jordan is always the guy who's been fast on his feet. He'll juke you. He's he's more athletic than you. He's more crafty than you. His strategy against Horacio, I'm just going to run right through you because you're a rookie. You've never been in it like a like – he's been in a hall brawl, but you've never faced a vet in a headbanger. So I'm going to run right through you, and I'm going to try and score with brute force and heart. And he got two points that way. Yeah, I have to say, honestly, I wasn't super impressed with Horacio watching Jordan run right through him, just because Jordan's not a huge guy. Um, I know that Jordan has all the athleticism and all the heart, and we are very high on Jordan. Jordan can do literally everything. But he had him taken down a couple times, and Jordan just crawled right away from him, which I was surprised. That's that grown man vet strength right there. That's like someone who's been in that pit before, who's been in those eliminations, just running right through Horacio and shocking him to his core. That's what it was to me. Uh, what was interesting, though, is that on the other side, Horacio just juked Jordan out of his shoes. And he played the way that Jordan plays against other people. It's like Jordan has never felt that way in his entire life on the challenge. And Horacio was just speeding right by him. It was it was so incredible to watch. It was just like, I couldn't believe it. I would love to know what position he played in soccer. Just because his offense was like incredible. Because uh, unlike Zoe, his defense was lackluster. I was like, oh, well, okay. Like I could, I could grab someone and get knocked down just like that. Um, but to juke him like that was really impressive. Yeah, my jaw hit the floor the first time he broke Jordan's ankles. Like like you said, Alan, nobody does that to Jordan. Jordan does that to other people. So for him to not to beat him that way, but to beat him in a, such a dominant way, I, I was floored. And that third round, uh, Horacio adapted. He tackled Jordan on the side. He was carrying the ball. It's like, that's where only having one hand hurts. He comes at him, the ball pops out. Gets the win. Uh, 
Jordan, I mean, he got outworked and he got out. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He got outworked, outsmarted. It, it's crazy to see because, like, Jordan's not old. He's still very young. But this is the first moment where it kind of felt like a passing of the torch moment mm-hmm. where Horacio is kind of the new king, like the new young elite guy on the challenge. And now Jordan is just like a vet vet. And the crazy thing is, it, this is such an anomaly because Horacio on paper is everything I do not like. He does not want to hook up. He does not cause drama. Uh, his confessionals are uh, breathing at best. But I'm really into Horacio. Like, just Jordan love him. Club, and, Luke. Yeah, and when TJ was like, you join an elusive club of people who've won five eliminations in their season, I was like, that's like pretty cool, especially in today's era of the challenge. And I just know that as soon as TJ said the three people who were in that club with him, he was like, Casey, Sarah, who's Sarah? Oh, Wes, 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 Wes. But like, I mean, that's a huge deal. It's almost like he didn't understand the gravity of how big a video it was. <laughs> I, I love because showing, I, no, I, I love them showing the clips of Wes and Casey and Sarah, and they're just in so low quality because they were so long ago. Like Fresh Meat One was 17 years ago. That's how long the record has stood. Like from Gauntlet One was. I mean, the first season they ever had eliminations, but like it's been so long since anyone's touched this record and he's done it now. I hope he goes in next week and wins. Seriously, I want him to get one more. And I'm sorry that I want him to go in because I feel like he's done enough, but I do want him to get one more elimination win. Me too. It would be a really good record to break. And he's such a good competitor that it would be lovely to see. Uh, And I think people would be like, oh, well, he was helped in two of his eliminations. Uh, well, dude, he, our, our, our favorites have all been helped in eliminations. I'm not going to sit here and if you go through like those West and Casey exiles, there's some like real holes in them. If you go through anyone who has a lot of elimination wins, there's a lot of like holes there. Like, oh, the only one because of this reason, the only one because of this reason. Horacio has taken down champions, uh, soul survivors, hall brawls, puzzles, whatever it is. And he took down Kenny Clark, the, the almighty Kenny Clark. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I just think it's really cool because like Horacio and Olivia came in episode two as alternates. Like to think that, I mean, I think they've, they've fallen off a little bit the past couple weeks, which is natural when there's less drama. Lovers are taken from the game, focuses on Tori and Jordan, but to come in like they did not eat, like thinking that, Hey, if we don't get brought in the game, we're just going back home to our normal lives to come on the show and to have such an impact. Uh, like that's got to feel awesome. Even if they were to lose, or if he were to lose tonight, it's like, okay, I still made a name for myself. I have a great shot of being called back for this. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy for him. And Olivia by, like, she's there too. Yeah, also happy birthday, Olivia, on this yeah. episode. Happy birthday, she's Olivia. Cute. I like her a lot. She, I made up my mind, like a, I think, a few weeks ago. But I Love do. That. I like her a lot. She's a delight. Uh, they walk out of this elimination. TJ... Uh, leave some breadcrumbs. Oh, anything might happen here or there. Do you think the final could be coming up or at least a twist? Uh, five minutes later, the twist happens. Like maybe, maybe not even that. Uh, he brings them back to the arena. He tells them, everyone get back into your pairs. And some people are nervous. Amber is like the most excited for Chauncey. I think Olivia and Horacio were pretty excited too. I think deep down, Nani was like, heck yeah. yeah <laughs> like, this is great. For 
I just uh, laughed because I mean, obviously, it shows the love that Amber has for Chauncey. But like in my brain, I was like, Amber, you had a really good shot at winning as a team. And now at Chauncey, I don't think you guys have a shot. But she just loves him so much. She's just so happy to be back with her man. Yeah. And and let's be real. Like they have some good people on their team, but like four against seven, the challenge doesn't do survivor rules. They don't make three people set out. Like, hey, we watched War of the Worlds too. So that's true. And but they were severely penalized. But you're right. I mean, that's that is your exact point. I'm just thinking about that. So thanks. They always penalize the big teams for no when like for succeeding. It's always it's always bullshit. Um, That's why I really thought like Amber had a great shot at winning with that team she had. I thought it was like really good shot at, at being a two time champion. Uh, Everyone's happy, uh, but then you have Anissa, Fessy, and Casey. Casey, who don't have a partner, and they're like, "Are we going to get sent home right now?" And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, with how long the season's been dragged out, I would have been like, "Good, let's go to the Can final next week." I thought it would have been so funny. Not even funny. I think it would have been just like so. I don't want to say poetic because that's a stretch, but like it would have been so good. Like people would not expect a twist like that. And TJ has said since the beginning, you live and die by your ride or die. It's been a waste for you to be here since they left. But now you know why you couldn't keep them safe. Fessy, you threw Mariah under the bus, made her feel unloved. See ya. Anissa, you were dragged by Jordan. He's gone now. No one's dragging you. Casey, you brought your dud brother, Kevin. You should have. And honestly, if those three had left, We'd have four teams, and we could be going into next week with the final. Boom. Beautiful. Uh, but no, we don't win here. I just got to say, I had a really funny moment last week where when I was writing my blog, I was thinking about our podcast where I said, maybe Jordan threw the daily challenge for Tori. And then I was like, wait, who's Jordan's ride or die? And I completely forgot that he had been partners with Anissa because they stopped doing those little moments between them where they were sharing confessional screens because once they weren't in a team you had no clue they were ride or dies but here they come back on screen together in a confessional jordan and isa back again curious question it's for zoe because i know she dislikes this person <laughs> but for those listening we talked about at the very beginning but naya was supposed to be on with jordan and it didn't pan out and that would have made more sense would you rather seen Naya with Jordan or Nisa with Jordan? Oh, like to def definitely not. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because that would have made sense. I, and like, I almost wish the challenge at times were more transparent about things that happened because the viewers could be like, ah, oh, instead of being like, why did you put this two together? Like, if you were to be like, if you were to come on and be like, I was supposed to be here with Naya and Nisa's ride or die, I had to go home. We're happy to join forces and become the best ride or dies ever. It'd still be cheesy, but we could be like, okay. That puts some of the thought process into why we're pairing these people who've never got along together. But I don't work for the show. I'm, I'm sitting at my kitchen table doing this yeah, podcast. Instead, they force-fed us all those confessionals early on in the season with Anissa crying about how Jordan's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the way they forgot about it, which is so great for five weeks. Uh, but yeah, they bring in the pairs. Uh, Casey's like, oh my god, my brother was on this season. I completely forgot. Uh, Fessy and sees Mariah, gives her a hug, says, hey, Melissa, welcome back. Glad to see you. Uh, let's compete in this. Because they have a whole three-person redemption competition. It's going to be two parts. Uh, one team is going to get back in. One team is going to get eliminated. That's basically how it's going to go. 
Uh, I would have preferred if we saw two teams eliminated. Maybe not this specific challenge because it was obviously built for one team to win, like or just had a big advantage. But I would have liked something. I would like to see two teams gone because the fact we spent all these weeks just to see only Nelson and Nerys and then one other team leave, eh. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was hoping for, too. I will say I do appreciate that the winner of the first round was safe because it gives me, like, um, PTSD thinking about Amanda Garcia getting robbed on Invasion um, and Shane, for that matter. Like, the winners of the first round are in. They're good. That made sense to me instead of, like, only one person is out. No, I agree. The first redemption comp was uh, there was a big cylinder they had to push up that was very heavy up a ramp. And then there was a little line they had to pat their feet in front of for a whole minute. Fessy is like, well, I'm the biggest guy here by 30 pounds or like in the, in the house by 30 pounds. Mariah, I don't know if you've seen her. She's very impressive physically. I think you said like quads of steel or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's like, if we don't win this, then I don't know. Then we should just go home. And they win, and they try to edit it like it took a long time. It, it was so immediate. They won, and they had to try and edit like all the struggling of, 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 of the other teams. Fessy and Ryan just dominated. They won flat out. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I'm fine with. And it's I'm not a Fessy hater, but like I'm definitely not like a huge proponent for him. But that pair has beef between them. Like I can imagine next week we will get some scenes that I'm like, huh, I wonder how this is going to play out. So don't hate that. Uh, Kenny sucks. Sorry. Of course he does. Yeah. And you can, like, I know it's just the first round, but you could see the look of anguish on Nani's face. Like, okay, Casey's going. However, I think it's best case scenario for Casey to leave at this point, only because Nani knows in her heart that Casey's better than her at this game, or at least even if she doesn't know that, because it might not be true in all aspects. Mm, I don't know. But Nani's always going to hold that idea. Casey's better than me. Casey's better than me. So if you get her out of there, Nani starts to feel like, okay, I'm pretty good. I might be the top girl here. Like, I don't, I don't know if she actually is. I don't know who the top girl is at this point, but it, it takes that thought out of her mind that, hey, I'm second best here. So I hope she goes. For every reason under the sun, I hope Casey and Kenny go. Yeah. That's the only possible solution that really makes me happy. Like, obviously, I don't want Nisa around ever, but like, it's at, it's Kenny Clark's time to go forever. And at this point, I want to see Anissa run the final. I want to see it. And I want her to say, I want I want them at the reunion to throw all the clips back from the past several seasons since her return of her being like, people say I can't perform in a final. Let me get there and I'll show it to you. I'm not dead weight. I've not seen the final. It's not aired yet. But I'm going to definitively say, if Anissa makes that final, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. We watched her in the All-Stars final. And there was a bit of a struggle. There was a bit of a struggle. Like, people were just applauding her for finishing. Like, that was a big deal. They went on a hike, okay? It was like a moderate hike. Her and Big Easy holding on the fort. <laughs> as someone who would love to see Nani win, as someone who would love to see Tori win, as someone who would love to see Mariah win, as someone who would love to see Olivia win, as someone who'd be cool with Amber winning again, I would really like to see Anissa in the final. Because that's because then that that that's a higher chance of all those things happening. It's true. All the girls I want to win have a better chance of winning with Anissa in the final. I mean, let's be real. Let's let's just cut BS. 
we're going to go ahead and make the assumption that Kenny and Casey aren't going to beat Jordan and Anissa and whatever happens unless, next week. That that's the cliffhanger. Do, like, some climbing, like agility sort of thing, which case yeah. Anissa can't climb. But it brings it brings me to this thought. It's like with the girls that would remain, Mariah. She's been a little lackluster as far as confessionals go, but that would be cool to see her win with Fessy. I wouldn't even hate that. Fessy's shown himself to be a face of the show. Okay, cool. Uh, if Jordan could pull it off to get Anissa to win. I would give her all the respect in the world um, in private. <laughs> if, if Amber won again with Chauncey, awesome. If Bananas won again, lame. But with Nani, great. Uh, she should retire after that. But, like, what a great, like, ending to, a, like, a great career on the challenge. Uh, if Tori and Devin won, okay, cool. Like, Tori should have won a previous season. Devin has shown growth. Uh, so like, I'm not hating all the possibilities that there can be at this point. And most of the time on these seasons, I am. So we're here. We're, we're riding. I think think you're underselling how impressive it would be for Amber to win with Chauncey. Well, that is true. That would, that put her in some conversations. I, I, I love when you said like all the guys here are like pretty good. I'm like, I think Chauncey is very clearly the worst guy, not counting Kenny, but I mean, when you have to, when you have to bring Kenny up in the conversation, that's not great for yourself. I'm just assuming Kenny's going because if I ever have to see Kenny Clark finalist, the show's done for. <laughs> That'd be like JD Ordonia's finalist. I wouldn't even hate that as much as I would hate. Kenny. That did happen. That's a thing that happened. Well, see, look how un- look how unmemorable that was. <laughs> Yeah, that's not – I don't even think that's in the same ballpark. Oh, yeah. And imagine if they had won that season. Like, we had bad winners that season, but, like, imagine if they had won. Yeah. Just bad. (laughs) I was like, oh, Devin Simone won. But then I remember the other two, the male winners that season, if it did happen, that would be even worse than what we got. Uh, One of my favorite moments was Jordan in the little – Redemption challenge being like, yeah, I feel confident we can beat Casey and Kenny. And then he looks at Fessy and Mariah's like, oh, yeah, they're winning. He just had a realization like they're solid. There's, there's, yeah, they're just solid because he just immediately realized they're not going to win. Especially in that challenge. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys want to rank the pairs before we end this podcast? Yeah. Heck yeah. We love this show. We do. Come we do love it. Belief. For those that think we don't, we do love it. Are we, we ranking allowed like, who's our favorite or who do we think is the best right now? Mm. Can we rank who we want to win? Because I can't, I can't put a good gauge on like ability. Because who knows what the final is going to look like? All right, give us your okay. Let's uh, let's start with Zoe. Zoe, give us your number one. Who you want to win? My baby Nani, and I hate bananas honestly so much, but I just I always am going to root for Nani. It's just how it is. Uh, my number one's also Nani and Johnny. Um, I don't want to see Jonathan another win just because I feel like for this to be his comeback, not much has been accomplished, but it's so devastating that someone like Leroy, who I really liked ended his challenge career, allegedly um, without a win. Uh, but like it's coming soon for Nani and I'm not, I'm not saying like she's old or whatever. I just think that she's getting really burnt out on this. And at times it is unpleasant to have to watch because you know, she's hating her life. If she could win with someone that has been her friend for several years, I feel like that'd be a nice close to a book. And also, like, 
I would love to call Nani a champ. It might not be in her cards, but might not be. <laughs> that's that's beautiful, Luke. Actually, um, I'm someone like because I've been doing this for so long. I always like to spin it like, oh, I'd like to see this person win. I'd like to see this person win. Who am I bullshitting? In my heart of hearts, I've been watching this show for so long. I want Nani to win. Why would I? Why would like I could pretend like oh it would be cool for like this person's storyline. He could become a future face of the show. No, my heart wants Nani to win. That's what it really truly wants at the bottom of its core. When it, when all is said and done, and like I was in the Twitter trenches last week, just just tweeting like yeah, Nani's a legend. Yeah, oh you my were. god, it I that was like one of the first times I've ever muted a conversation on Twitter just because I just couldn't like I had to stop looking at my phone because I was getting I was getting upset. The Nani haters are rabid. Like, they need a hobby. So, we'll see it in our comments. But. Yeah, people confuse the word legend with champ. Like, people can be legends for all kinds of different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of legends. I would argue Casey Cooper is a legend, okay? Oh, me too. <laughs> um, I think since we all agreed, we should at least say our number two selection for who we want to win. What if it's all the same? Because I feel like it might be. Mm, I... Okay, who's going to go first this time? I will. Okay. During, If you keep up with spoilers, you might know that we get to know some of these things beforehand. During the filming of the show, I was not into this team at all. I would really like to see Olivia and Horacio win. I hate rookies because we've just been given too many. But like they've done enough for me to be like, wow, okay, this could be cool. They could be potential faces of the show. Uh, and they've had a cool cool little season i'll say so that's my number two uh, that's my number two so i'm just gonna share a different one because that's ridiculous all the same reasons i like was not high on rookies but i love them so much so after olivia and horatio i'm gonna throw a curveball and say i want amber and chauncey to win because it would be chaotic in all the ways I love that. No, it, it, w- it would really be a curveball. And man, it would really just put her at the top of the mountain. Goddamn. Uh, my second team. So I love Horacio and Olivia from before they even like started. Like that was like, I was all in on them. And they've achieved so much that I'm now content with them not winning this season. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you guys are already going to be the face of the franchise going forward. Uh, I've been Fair. wanting this person to win for like, I think two seasons now, maybe two and a half seasons. I want Fessy and Mariah to win because I just want Fessy to win because I like seeing the world burn. And the way people talk about Fessy, it just kind of like I, gets on my nerves a bit because he's a, he's a douchebag, but he's a very good competitor. He's like a very undeniably good competitor, like one of the best of the modern era. And people talk about him like he's a fucking scrub. He's really good in any era. You put him in any era, he has a good chance of making the final. I completely agree with you. If Fessy didn't talk so much about how good he is, I don't think people would say that as much. I think it's because of the way he talks about himself that people just are like constantly trying to humble him and take him down a peg. Yeah. And sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but this in my head, I just deduced. We obviously don't want Kenny to win. We don't want Anissa and Jordan to win. And it's not that we don't want to. We're just being realistic here. That puts Tori and Devin pretty low for all of us. But I I do want to see a Tori win because I think she's been robbed a couple times. Um Here's my take on it. And I just had this epiphany. It's not an epiphany. I'm just thinking. Uh, I do feel like Tori's been robbed of a win. We're the Worlds too. Like, sure, I hate that the U.S. team got sabotaged for playing a better game. Or just a, like a, well, a better game. They brought more people to the final. 
the purge was so unnecessary. Like Tori should have stayed and won. Uh, last season, Tori killed that final. Like I, I hated Tori last season, and I was really into her final performance. And Casey got to run the last leg with CT because she lost the first part of the daily, and then got to pick who she ran the rest with. And it was just like one part. Uh, so I'm not rooting for her to win, but if she does win, I'll say okay, fair. Like it'll come around to you eventually. Uh, and then yeah, Devin's gotten better. Like I can remember the first time I said that I'm maybe on the Devin train was double agents. Uh, but he's not somebody that I'm like, yeah, I want him to be a champ. So if it happens, I, meh, I'm not mad, but it's not like my number one, two, three. I'd like to see Devin win. Cause I do think he follows that like classic arc of improving and improving and improving and eventually gaining that championship after like your seventh, eighth season that we saw a lot in the twenties. And I think, I mean, I don't think anyone expected Devin to be that guy, but he has followed that trend completely. So it would be nice to see him get that win, especially as he's become such a big figure in these last few seasons. See, I agree, but he should have brought Rashida. Should have brought Rashida. From Ari the one and Ari the one. Yeah. That was that was so impressive that he won that show with Rashida. No, no, no slander, but that was so impressive. It Take made it perfect up. sense on that show, though. It was really there was a strong element of just getting along with your partner, which they did very well. All right. We got a twist, turns, got partners next week. We're very closing in on the final. Uh, hopefully the season will be done soon. Not because we don't like you people who are listening to our podcast. Just because after a while, it becomes a lot. The season's been going on forever. And spoiler, I have a feeling we're going to have like 17,000 different versions of this show this year. So we'll I, could take a, I could take a few Wednesdays off. <laughs> Soon it will be the end of Kenny Clark. We're going to speak it into existence. Make sure to follow, uh, subscribe, hit like on the video, iTunes, Spotify, Luke at Final Reckoning, Zoe at Zoe Trimbo, me at the Alan Aguirre, uh, at CF Confessionals on Twitter. Have a great day, everyone. I know.